Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit SpedHomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here to gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. I'm your host, Peggy Ployer, the founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool. Our goal here in these weekly conversations is to boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, visit us at spedhomeschool.com. Today, we're going to learn lots of different ways to incorporate unit studies into your holidays. And I have special guests today with me, Deshelle McVeigh. Vicki Bentley and Meredith Curtis. Welcome, ladies, and thank you for joining me on Empowering Homeschool Conversations today. Thank you so much for having us. This is awesome. Yes, yes. If you're listening on the podcast, um, we've, we've got a full room today, so um, you can't see us, but I see there's a viewers popping on already. I just want to encourage you, if you are joining us live, definitely become part of this conversation and um 
put some information in the feed. Let us know where you're watching from, a little bit about your family if you um, feel like doing that. Um, and any questions you might have about unit studies and the holidays and how do I, maybe this is the first season you've been, you're going to be homeschooling through the holidays. What do I do? How do I manage it all? Um, we're going to talk probably a lot about those types of things today as we, we dive into this topic. But as we get going, um, I would just love for each of you ladies to introduce yourselves, um, give us a little background about your homeschooling, your family, um, and and maybe a little bit about why you like unit studies. Who <laughs> would like to start? <laughs> Dashelle, you, sure. you look like you're smiling and ready. <laughs> I am ready. Uh, so yes, my name is Dashelle McVeigh, and um, I'm the owner of the website HideTheChocolate.com where I talk about a relaxed Charlotte Mason homeschool. I'm also the owner of literaryadventuresforkids.com, where we take that Charlotte Mason, those principles, and put them into practice Mm -hmm. uh, in an online book club that's basically a unit study based around a book. So um, so I I like to pull those things together. I'm obviously a book person because if you can see me, not on the podcast, there's a lot of books behind me. (laughs) There's only a small portion of them. Um, but I have three children. Um, I have two in high school and one in college. So mm. I've gone through all the ages of homeschooling, but I am now at the end of it. And it's kind of making me a little bit sad, yeah. um, but it's, it's fun. It's exciting to see your kids become those independent learners we preach mm. about all the time mm-hmm. and see yeah. them going out on their own and doing their own things. And I'm very excited for them, but also a little sad too. Although it seems they keep coming back to my house, so they may never right. actually leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit. Yeah, Meredith, would you like to go next? I would love to. I'm Meredith Curtis, and I started homeschooling. I have five children. Started homeschooling in 1991 and homeschooled mm-hmm. until 2016. My own oh. children, and then I just stayed involved teaching homeschool co-ops. And right now, I teach online at True North um, Homeschool Academy, mm-hmm. and I. I have a business called Powerline Productions, and basically, I created most of my children's curriculum and unit studies and timelines and cookbooks and all kinds of fun stuff that we did, and then people would ask me for copies of it, Mm. and so it just sort of, I didn't set out to start a business, but (laughs) and now I'm really glad because I love writing curriculum, and I love Mm. writing studies. And um, so I was so excited that you asked me today because I love Christmas. It, mm. I'm already decorating for Christmas. I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I've already started. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're one of those. <laughs> my website is powerlineprod.com, and um, you can find me there and my store, my blog, and things like that. So. Awesome. Well, thanks, Meredith. Yes, we're excited to learn from you and and from all your experience as well. And and Vicki, what about you? Sure. And I just wanted to say, I've seen Meredith's name around for years. Of, 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 <laughs> 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 me by that. <laughs> things that you've had to share, I've really appreciated over the years. So mm-hmm. thank you. 
Thank you. Um, I'm Vicki Bentley. I'm the owner of EverydayHomemaking.com, also an educational consultant with HSLDA. And like Meredith, uh, all the resources that I offer on my uh, on my site are things that you know we just developed within our family. They worked for us. Yeah. We're interested. Um, my husband and I started homeschooling in the mid '80s <laughs> and homeschooled for a while. We've uh, I've homeschooled 17 kids now because we were foster parents as well. So we've had um, almost. Mm-hmm kids in our home. And so we now have uh, our eight daughters and 23 grandchildren and our ninth great grandbaby is due this we're November, right? This month. Mm-hmm. So we another one coming. So um, I'm wow. no longer officially homeschooling, but I'm still a homeschool support group leader. So I still have mm-hmm. my toes in the water there and get to help out some with, with the grandkids. But uh, oh, I just have awesome. a passion for the practical side of things. Mm. That's why I'm so excited about what we're going to share about today because um, yeah, it's really overwhelming for parents at the holidays mm-hmm. and hear what these other ladies have to share about yeah. about staying sane during the holidays. So. Right. Well, that's that's a good segue, Vicky, into what I would love to to, to kind of start out with because I think a lot of times. We, we wonder, you know, how I'm going to hold in schools through the holidays and why are unit studies um, just a really good option for these kind of hectic hol- times in our homes um, for teaching? What, what makes them so special, especially for somebody who doesn't even know what a unit study is? <laughs> I think with unit studies, they are great because they break things up. So a lot of times we'll get into uh, our schooling and we're very focused on following a certain routine and doing all the things and all the things that was required. Mm. And sometimes that can get a little bit old and dull and stressful, honestly. Mm. And unit studies are a great way to break that up. We started doing unit studies when um, we would start homeschooling. So every August was just Mm. a unit study. And that kind of brought us back into, because we took off the two months of summer because it's blazingly hot here. Uh (laughs) We need to go get in the pool. Um, But we uh, always started school with a unit study. And it took me a few mm. years, but I realized Christmas is the perfect time mm. to do the Thanksgiving Christmas because there's just so much chaos mm-hmm, and right. you become this person who you don't even recognize anymore because you're trying to get in all the education. <laughs> Isn't that true? All the fun stuff. And all of a sudden it just all starts exploding and you're the uh-huh. crazy lady who's making them do all the stuff because mm-hmm. you want it to be magical and awesome, but also educational. <laughs> And it finally, I'm just like, okay, this doesn't make sense to try to do all our normal mm. stuff plus add everything on. So when we broke it up and did a unit study, it was like the perfect thing to fill in this weird time we have this, you know, six weeks between basically yeah. Thanksgiving and New Year's. So I think oh. it's it's a great mm-hmm. way to add a little enchantment to your homeschool. Yeah, yeah, so true. What else do you guys have to add to that? And well, I know. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, even if you're not uh, normally a unit study type of person, if this is something mm-hmm. that's new to you, you're thinking, what even is a unit study? Right. A unit study is just taking one topic of study and approaching it from different angles, maybe some mm-hmm. um, some uh, reading material from there, some projects, some uh, videos, whatever you might want to mm-hmm. do. 
is uh, pull your math assignments from there. You might do science from there. Mm-hmm. So even if you are more of a textbooky person the rest of the year, or you're doing some other mm. class, you can still do this. But to me, it was just yeah. really important because um, we take, as as uh, Dechelle had mentioned, we take the whole month of December off, not because the kids need it off, but because I needed it off. <laughs> <laughs> But by by taking all of the things that I wanted to do anyway as a family mm. um, that would be part of our holiday celebrations or our holiday preparations, yeah. um, finding ways for me to feel, to recognize that they were educational, mm. like a little bit more purposeful. I didn't have to have that mom guilt of, oh, we took a month off. We're not taking a month off. We're just changing <laughs> up what we're doing. We're yeah. approaching still all educational Great. and to me that was the that was the thing that just made it doable for me because I didn't have mm-hmm. to feel guilty that we were taking a month off right no. yeah just, using a different classroom mm-hmm. yeah. after a word from our sponsor we'll dive back into this conversation is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids whether you're a homeschool hero planning activities for the next family vacation or simply gathering around the dinner table We've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, The Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. When I was a young mom, this was back in, I think, like 1990, and I read a book called um, How to Create Your Own Unit Study by Valerie Bent. And I was mm. so excited, but you have to realize at the time there was Konos, there was Liberty mm-hmm. Press, there was Bob Jones, and I think um, Alpha Omega. <laughs> there and- wasn't a lot of options. Yes. <laughs> so I felt so insecure and mm. I read it and I really liked it. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to try to do a unit study at Christmas. Mm. And so I remember the first one we did, we did um, a unit study on Christmas in colonial America. And we learned, Mm. uh, we got uh, recipes from Martha and George Washington. And we learned, you know, there's so many different settlers from different countries that came Mm. and the different traditions they brought that become part of, became part of our traditions. Mm. And it was such a special time because we got to bake and we got to make 
presents and we got to create and write stories. And it was all about Christmas, but yet we learned so much about the colonial times too. Mm-hmm. And so that really hooked me. And after that, we did unit studies every year. And we always made sure that in the unit studies we did, we made decorations, we made presents, we made cards, we did all the Christmassy things mm. with different themes. So it really was something special. And I see my daughter duplicating that. I have seven grandchildren. Oh, that's cool. The one with four, she is already starting to home she already homeschools. And so she does a lot of unit study stuff. So I think I think it creates so many memories when you do mm-hmm. unit studies. Because you're all together, you're working on projects that are messy, there's little right. accidents, like there's laughing. It's just a very mm. family unifying thing to do, especially at the holidays. Right. And I really yeah. appreciate that, mm-hmm. Meredith, because one of the things that I love about unit studies is just in general, is that that approach lends itself to a multi-level learning environment because you think yes. whether your child is two or 12 or 15, mm-hmm. they can all kind of do the same things, the same activities, mm-hmm. and they'll just accomplish them at different levels. They'll be yeah. at different levels. But mm-hmm. even when you're doing a read aloud, you know, your, your uh, two or three-year-old, that you're kids have a much higher listening vocabulary than they do Mm -hmm. vocabulary. So you can Mm -hmm. read those Christmas stories to them and where they wouldn't have read them themselves in a conventional setting, they can listen to it and they can be taking that in. And Mm -hmm. and so I just really appreciate that multi-level teaching family, building traditions approach. So. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And you guys are talking about traditions and memories. I'd love to to dive into that a little bit because um, I want to just, Spur our listeners on as to the incredible memories that unit studies can create around learning. Because oftentimes we can teach our kids, they don't even remember the next day what we do, but when they learn in a unit study, they'll be calling you out when they're adults, I promise you. <laughs> so, so I'd love for you guys to share just some of those things that have been great memories for you. I know, Meredith, you shared just a little bit, and it's already, you know, probably got the other two guests here going, yes, I remember things. Um, just memories uh, that you enjoyed and that your kids enjoyed that were just, you know, those things that you will never forget because you chose to do something like this during this uh, holiday season? One of the things that strikes me as we're talking about this is um, we were very purposeful about tossing in some things such as, as uh, Meredith has mentioned about, I think it was Meredith that mentioned um, some of the studies that they've done. And we did things like um, our support mm-hmm. group did uh, Christmas around the world and you know, yeah. each family picked a country and things like that. But even if we didn't do that, even if it was a time period where I just felt overwhelmed by mm. the preparations of the season itself right? without throwing in something that may for some people be considered extra, just things like if you're designing your own Christmas cards or you're writing mm. a Christmas letter, the things that you would do Right. It's part of the holiday, possibly. That's art and language arts. Yes. Cooking, mm-hmm. you're baking for the holidays. Mm-hmm. That's home ec and math could be art. Mm-hmm. You've got problem solving. You've got a lot of things going on there. When your kids are helping you to clean the house for guests, um, you've got people coming. That's home ec. That's 
um, cooperation. When you're tidying up, you're organizing and sorting and classifying things. You're tidying things yeah. up. Those are math and language arts and science skills. Mm-hmm. Um, gift wrapping is geometry. Sometimes it's problem solving. Um, <laughs> art. Um, so just there are so many parts of what we do in our everyday preparations, not right. throwing in the extras. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, you can read some Christmas stories. Yes, you can write Christmas poetry. You mm-hmm. can read about um, uh, traditions in other countries. And that's a great bonus. But mm-hmm. if you're too overwhelmed even to do that, if that feels like a step out of your comfort zone, just look at all of the things that you would be doing just mm-hmm. in your Christmas preparations. If nobody told you it was school time, if we said, hey, it's break. Uh-huh. All of those things that you're doing in your everyday living are still um, when you're including your children and you're being purposeful are still educational. Yes, that's a very good point because we don't want <laughs> anybody to feel like this is something you have to add in extra in order to make it it over the top extraordinary homeschool, you know, that you can put on Instagram. Um, no, <laughs> we just we want you to have to, to be able to cultivate those um, those traditions and just what's going on in your house, those relationships. And so that's a really good point that you made, Vicki, is that, yes, um, we have probably got great memories to share um, from our unit studies, but even if it's just the typical everyday things that you do in holidays, including your kids, and they even say in a study now that if you um, are mindful about what you're doing has having a greater purpose than just doing something that its effect is actually greater. Um, so, so think about that is when I make cookies with my kids, this is a learning experience. Now you've just taken it to the next level because you notice that you're going to be more intentional with your words. You're going to be more intentional with you in your interactions with your kids and what you point out. So, so every moment is like that in homeschooling. And so such a good point. <laughs> and you, you can weave things together. We do every year. I have about 50 kids come in and we decorate Christmas cookies. So yes. And then we do a lot of cleaning up afterwards, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> but the local, local group and we decorate Christmas cookies and then half of, because I can't fit them all in one place. Half of them are all are making Christmas cards during that time. And then mm. they swap off. But those Christmas cards, then the next week we go to a nursing home and we take those mm. Christmas cards to the nursing home and we go Christmas caroling. And then we go to um, go out for lunch afterwards. I, I'm not sure if some of them, maybe that's the highlight is the going to lunch. But, <laughs> But again, by being purposeful, and then not only are you making cookies, but you're doing it together. So you're adding mm-hmm. the social aspect. You're you're putting a purpose and some giving to it. We're right. throwing the art there as well. I'm sure y'all do other things. Operation Christmas Child, an angel tree, and other things. Um, Operation Christmas Child. Maybe you're discussing the countries that mm-hmm. these shoe boxes are going to. Right. Maybe you pull out that Dorling Kindersley book. Is it called A Child Child Like Me, Children Like Me, A Child Like Me? Um, and you talk about the what the kids are like in these different countries and what their mm. lives are like. So it can only be a little five-minute thing, but it's impactful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to go back to the, the question about, um, about memories um, first, and then let's dive into some ideas after that. But, but highlights, um, some big memories that you guys have um, of unit studies and the holidays with your, your kids and your families. Do you want to go? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, okay. So I I was thinking about 
when we did Anne of Green Gables, my kids mm. loved to act out. Like we would read the chapter and they were still like early elementary. And then, mm. you know, we had babies and we would read a chapter out loud and then they would act it out. And they were so cute and so funny. Aww. And then we had this big tea and they got to invite all their friends and they set up mm. this little table in the living room with little crafts that they had made for Anne of Green Gables. And I thought, is this like, I was worried, like, is this coming across prideful or, you know, like Mm. I was worried about it, but the kids, the kids loved it. The kids who Mm. visited, they were asking all these questions and then their moms to do that for them next year. And, but that was really fun. Mm. And then, was that my kids wrote a story one year and they, um, this was before, uh, <laughs> before computers even. And, and, I mean, <laughs> you know, and we printed them and we punched holes in them. Uh, not mm. we the printer and we punched holes in them and they were in handwriting and we made enough copies to send to the grandparents and, oh. They just thought it was so sweet, but it also Mm -hmm. impacted them because at the time, if you homeschooled, you were like beyond quirky to. Yes. (laughs) So it really made a fan of my mom Mm. and she took it to work with her. She was a librarian and she showed everybody. And so I remember, I remember how that, you Mm. know, it was such a simple thing. It wasn't like this big meaty, you know. Latin memorization. <laughs> right. It just, it just really um, touched my parents. Mm. And um, so that those are some of the memories that come to my mind. Yeah. What's a, what a good memory too. Michelle, I'm sure you have some to share. <laughs> well, I, I feel like mine aren't from the eighties or the nineties. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh, wow. I'm the young person in this veteran group. Y'all make me feel really young at being almost 50. I think <laughs> I could have some grandkids, but not yet. <laughs> um, no, I don't know what my children would say about the memories that they have from our unit studies, but I know, um, for me, like you said, I really uh, enjoyed what you said about being purposeful because I feel like mm-hmm. when we made it, you know, so you're right, it became a purposeful thing. And also it became something that was in our schedule to do. So it didn't mm-hmm. get pushed back. Right. Um, you know, baking cookies, everybody wants to do that at Christmas or for us, it's baking gingerbread houses. And a lot of times mm-hmm. it would get pushed back when it became a part of, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to measure it out. So it's going to be math. Mm-hmm. We're going to read a story that goes along with, so you get language arts. Now we're going to do some Mm. science with baking. It became more purposeful, but it also got the entire family involved. Mm -hmm. And coming from a literature perspective, which is my industry, uh, I really think that that's important for comprehension. We talk a lot in my industry about reading comprehension Mm -hmm. and making those connections to literature. And it really doesn't just apply to literature. It can apply to any subject. But when you make those connections, when the children see the things moving forward for what right now, we're reading Little Women. And of Mm -hmm. course, it has the Christmas uh, aspect to it. And that's what we're doing in our uh, homeschool in person and with our Mm -hmm. homeschool group and online. And, but now they're going to go make the foods that were mentioned in uh, oh, Women. They're going to play some of the music that's mentioned. They're going to do some of these things that are making those connections. So it's mm-hmm. building their reading comprehension. So I feel like, yay, educational. They're going to do right. well you know, in life. But also, it's like you said, it's making those memories and making mm-hmm. uh, a connection with their friends 
mm-hmm. because it's not just our family. We invite our friends over. So they're making those connections with their friends and right. it's just making the entire moment uh, special. And so we mm-hmm. do it every month with our book clubs, but at Christmas, I think we can do so much more because there's, just a plethora of ideas out there. And you, right. like you said, like Vicki said, you can really do any subject you want. Just keep adding to it. Mm-hmm. And I think your kids are going to, you're going to see a difference in your children, not just in them making memories and becoming closer to the family and friends, but also see a change in the way um, they view their education because right. education should be fun. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. I'm sitting doing a workbook all day. It should be learning. I don't learn by going and doing workbooks, and I doubt <laughs> any of you do either. Right. We learn by watching people do it. You know, mm-hmm. we watch YouTube videos, or we go out and we grab a book to read because we want to learn it. And I want yeah. my kids to have that. We want to do this. We want to learn how to bake cookies because it's fun. But also, mm-hmm. we've now learned how to bake cookies, y'all. Right. <laughs> so that's exactly. a great story. Yeah, yeah, that brings up. Crumble, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was important to me to again. We we always come back to in anything homeschooling. I always come back to purposeful and intentional. Yes. Um, because the holidays can kind of get away from us and it feels like there's mm-hmm. so much to get done. I found it was really important to, to plug things into my day, to plug things into my week. So right. I, I had a plan, hold it mm-hmm. loosely, obviously, but I, right. had a plan, but I also wanted to build in enough white space to enjoy mm-hmm. it, to that we ran from one activity to another, that we had some downtime for those snuggly, you know, the read aloud times or mm-hmm. the, you know, let's just enjoy the first snow snowman pancakes or whatever it might yeah, be yeah um, yeah but, but the other thing when you met you mentioned um, memories I had to laugh I read a story once about a little boy who was at the teacher asked the, the kids um, what are some of your favorite holiday traditions and he mm-hmm. said we don't have any traditions we just do the same things every year <laughs> <laughs> so often we don't we try to make traditions mm-hmm. try to create them because in our minds we have this big idea of what a tradition is but it's just mm-hmm. the fun things that maybe you guys you know certain the first day of the snow you sit around in your pajamas and read that becomes mm-hmm. your family's tradition so right you know, yeah just organically do as part of your family. Yeah. And we spent all last week talking about those types of things, those family traditions, new and old. And, um, and that was such a good conversation. So if you missed that, definitely go back to, to last week's broadcast, but, but you're right, Vicki, that um, we sometimes don't even think of them as traditions. And sometimes I didn't think of things as traditions until my kids started asking for them. Well, are we going to do this again this year? And I was like, Oh, that sunk in. And it's like, sometimes that's good. And sometimes, that's bad. <laughs> so, um, so yes, think carefully before you say, well, I mean, let's do this activity because you may be living with that the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. But I also so, kids yeah. can really enjoy the things, at least my kids did, the things that incorporated other families as well, whether it was yes. our extended family or others. So maybe if you're going to um, watch the Nutcracker, or you're going to the Messiah, or whatever. You know, maybe they do a sing. Some communities do a sing along for the mm-hmm. Messiah. Um, maybe you invite a couple of families to go with you, and then mm-hmm. it becomes a fun thing for the kids to do. It's educational. Right. Um, you've got some socialization going on there if that's important to you. Mm-hmm. And also, it kind of cements the memory for them. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, another thing I thought about with memories is mm-hmm. that we have 
Christmas devotions that we do every year. Mm. And we go through the entire Christmas story with Zachariah and Elizabeth and and Anna and Simeon. And Mm. so we do that every single year. And we also sing Christmas carols. And along the way of doing that, I discovered that when you don't just sing verse one of a Christmas carol, yes. <laughs> the verses, uh-huh. they are so amazing. They're so full of good theology. Mm. And that became a real um, memory. So mm. that, um, and then on Christmas Day, I mean, we're the quirkiest family, but we read the book. Uh, of Luke chapter two, but we read a verse, then we sing a carol, read a verse, sing a carol. And so whenever we've had people with us, they've always been like, you guys do so much singing. (laughs) But um, it's really touched people, but it's really touched my children and Mm. singing those carols. And they love that. And, and Mm. it's educated them too, because I feel like through focusing on Christmas for the entire month, we've ended up becoming almost um, scholars about Christmas. And we're excited to learn Mm. different things and, you know, wonder about things and talk about things. And, um, you know, so I just think it's made my, and of course, when you think about the story of Christmas and what happened. And it's a historical event that changed the world. Hmm. I think it strengthens their faith to hear the story again, year after year after Mm -hmm. year, even like in troubled times, Mm -hmm. then you look around and think, Oh, what's going on with the world? Well, this is why Mm -hmm. Jesus came. Mm -hmm. And so I really see that it has built so much into my children's faith mm-hmm. but, studies by doing the Christmassy things together, not just in a light cursory way, but in a right. deep way. Mm-hmm. So that's been really special to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good to point out, you know, we can make, we can add in unit study type activities to, to add fun, to right. add purpose, to add, you know, add so many dimensions. It isn't just educational. Um, and, and so, so I'm going to have these ladies just open the floodgates and start sharing ideas with you of different things that you can do. And I, I want you to be thinking about just what we just talked about kind of in the back of your mind is that um, you want to be intentional. So, you know, listening to their ideas, they may fill your Christmases from now till the end of your life. <laughs> so I don't know how much they have in them, but, um, but not all of it's going to be for you. I know, Meredith, if I told my kids to sing, they would have thrown a mutiny and I would not have had Christmas. <laughs> but I'm glad that that worked for your family. <laughs> so, so, yes, um, but just know there's... There's just a plethora of ideas, and um, and I just want these ladies to share as much as um, as we have time for, and um, just so who would like to start? And I think we'll bounce back to you because you'll probably think of something else while someone else is talking, and and we'll just keep going. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with Vicky's yeah. idea because she mentioned Handel's Messiah, and mm. that made me think of Handel's Messiah listening to it a little more deeply. 
Um, and it, it goes great. It went great with our colonial Christmas unit study, but it's mm-hmm. also, there's so many classic works that are great at Christmas and every town has a high handles Messiah sing-along that's free. Some mm-hmm. of course charge and stuff, but there's always a free one somewhere. And those are really nice for introducing kids to classical music and also playing mm-hmm. like traditional um, Christmas music, like for Elise and, um, and the kids can even learn, like usually just, mm. it doesn't take a lot of piano to learn to play like away in the manger, even if it's mm. just right hand playing. And so those are really neat ways to introduce the kids to music because music is such a part of Christmas. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great and, ideas. And usually if you're near a college of any sort or, uh, mm maybe even a Heisner. Sometimes you just got to be careful of the music, but um, there's a little bit more classical yes. uh, offering often at a college. And it can be a great introduction to the mm-hmm. different types of music on a higher level right. than you yeah. at your you know, local st- student recital. Um, right. When you're t- dealing with college level, then it's a great introduction to some mm. dance and theater and other, and music. Right. They're all at a, um, uh, at a holiday theme. So mm-hmm. Oh, awesome ideas. All right. Michelle, what do you got? <laughs> well, I'll just tell you what we're doing right now. So that's, yeah. um, we, um, we are doing a Christmas carol. So we read through mm-hmm. a Christmas carol and then we do things that are, are in the book. And so mm-hmm. a lot of our time over the next, well, we'll, start, we'll be starting in Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving, we'll mm-hmm. be around that uh, literature and we can really make it into the art and the music and all those mm-hmm. things too. My daughter also is in the Nutcracker. So guess what? We yes. get to learn the history of the Nutcracker and all those mm-hmm. things. Plus she gets to dance to it. We all get to go. So, so fun. Uh, yeah, those are some of the things that we do um, for the little guys. We're doing uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas mm. and we're going to be making ornaments and things uh, like that with them. I like to think of it as, is, you know, we're adding in all the different educational. I don't really like get technical about, oh, this is science today or this is right. math today. Right. And mm. I don't think parents should get that crazy into it. Mm. Uh, I mean, you can because you got to go back and I know report to whoever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important just to really be in that moment. And if you're getting into like a, a book like A Christmas Carol, then you can get into a lot of different subjects and mm. really cover that, but also just have a really good fun time. And I think mm-hmm. that's what, in my opinion, is the most important part is I know I'm getting to check off the boxes for homeschool, mm-hmm. but we're getting to have fun and the kids are taking a break and it's kind of like our own little holiday break. We're still doing school, but we're having a good time and we're enjoying it and we're getting it together, like y'all said, with friends. So I think there's a lot of ways you can mm. do that. Obviously, mine's going to pretty much always be based on literature, being a language arts <laughs> company. But if you can just take even a simple book like a picture book, and just mm. like, like I said, um, How the Grand Stole Christmas, you can add so much stuff. You could have weeks worth of stuff just by going mm. through and creating ornaments that are Grinchy ornaments or creating the meal, the massive meal at the end, or mm. talking mm-hmm. about you know, selfishness and selflessness, all these different aspects that you can spend entire days and weeks on just by a simple thing like a little book. And it may be a book that you read all the time. Just, you know, if you have a tradition of uh, you read the Twas the Night Before Christmas, grab that and look up what a sugar plum is because let me just tell you, 
It is not what I thought it was. <laughs> oh, I make them every year. I love them. It's one of the foods I can eat. <laughs> well, it makes sense when you read what it is, but I guess in my head, I always had it as like a lollipop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not what it is. No. Uh, I, I'm thinking of botany, and that has kind of figured mm. its way into many of our unit studies. Really? pine trees and they're so interesting because they grow at the warmest places and at the coldest places and the different kinds and what makes a good Christmas tree. Mm. You can make um, and decorate Christmas trees with an upside down ice cream cone, frosting them and then using candies to decorate. And Mm. you can also, my friend Laura, who is so, so creative and she and I actually own our business together. um, Mm. She made paper trees and when we did a Christmas unit study in Germany where the Christmas tree originated Mm -hmm. um, we ended up cutting these out printing them on cardstock and cutting them out and the kids had so much fun doing that and you go back the Christmas tree often goes back to either Boniface St. Boniface or Martin Mm. Luther and so you can learn about them and then how do you grow and care for a tree? They have Christmas tree farms and you can go to a Christmas tree farm and cut Christmas trees down. Mm-hmm. And so those are all really fun things. Cause I mean, it just feels like the Christmas tree is such a part of Christmas. I know there are probably people who don't have a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. but we always have. And that feels like, and then along with the whole idea of botany is if, when we did Christmas in Mexico, we learned about the legend of the poinsettia and we actually have poinsettias in Florida and um, no snow, but no Mm -hmm. sleigh rides, but poinsettias. (laughs) And um, so that's really fun. And then how they grow and when they bloom, because they actually bloom around Christmas time. Yeah. So other plants like holly and mistletoe and mm-hmm. how they end up becoming part of Christmas traditions and then decorating with, um, you know, boughs yeah. of holly mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, pine branches. And those are all fun. When I was a little girl, my mom would go to the Christmas tree lot and my dad would always work it for this club he was involved in. And then, mm-hmm go and gather extra all the extra greenery yeah so Mm -hmm. that's really fun too yes yeah what a great idea what do you got to share vicky (laughs) you can learn so much just from the things they've mentioned just just by looking up the history of those why different what do these trees represent Mm -hmm. why is the poinsettia something that's associated with christmas i just love that and Mm -hmm. talking about the thing you know literature based i'm big on literature based unit studies myself and Mm -hmm. i just the idea of going and just having a whole bunch of different picture books or story books or chapter Mm -hmm. books whatever Mm -hmm. you kids ages might happen to be and what's appropriate and then pulling those activities from there but hearing how other people celebrate Dishel, do you have a list i know i've got a handout that's got some resources on it but do you have a list to shell at your site of um uh storybooks or picture books that might be appropriate for i know because you're very literature based is that something that you have some uh, favorites yeah. I, we actually have book clubs so we um on how the chocolate you can get on there and find like for example, just talking about what you and Meredith were talking about, uh, we did a book club 
and it was on Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree. And it was like mm. Meredith saying, we went into a deep dive on evergreens. Now, you don't have to have a Christmas tree, but you know that when you walk outside, if you live anywhere there's evergreens, you're going to see evergreen trees out there, whether you want to mm. celebrate it or not, <laughs> they're there. Mm. And so we did a deep dive on evergreen trees. It's a great time if you are a Charlotte Mason type person to go out and do nature walks. Mm. I mean, the amazing mm. things you can see in nature in the winter with the pine cones and all those things. Right. So there's all sorts of different. I personally love picture books for all ages because I think we miss out Mm -hmm. when we're not in high school and adults and don't read the picture books, but you can take that and just learn so much from it. So yeah, we have several on the site. You can just, I guess, tap in probably Christmas and find a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think a lot of our listeners may be interested in doing this. They just don't know which books are the place to start. Right. I have a couple. Um, so my unit study, one of my unit studies, celebrate Christmas with cookies. Oh, Every day you read a different picture book. And if you go to my store and uh-huh. just look at celebrate Christmas with cookies, it will list the books that they need to get. Mm. So I just like the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just likes the title. <laughs> uh, well, we had a comment from a viewer, um, Candace Duggar, who you probably all know. Uh, she says, oh, look at all the amazing women of wisdom in one place. So thanks, Candace. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah. that you could do a different picture book or something small like that every day we actually have a 12 days of christmas schooling which is for elementary but you could even do that as Mm -hmm. with your older kids because at christmas time we're used to hearing these short stories because the night before christmas is not very long i mean Mm -hmm. a christmas carol even it being a charles dickens book it's it's actually pretty short Hmm. You could read it in one sitting. So you could read some of these and just do activities involving those pretty much every day and just get you a stack of picture books or shorter books that are Christmas books that maybe your kids already know. So mm-hmm. for the little ones, it'd be easier for them to read along or help read. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the older ones, it's just bringing in that, again, tradition and making those memories and then do an activity every day and just call that school for the day. Right. <laughs> I, I, I can okay. read a list. From my book, you want me to read a list of picture books? Sure. That we use. Yep. Um, A a Fruitcake Christmas by Max Licato, The Gingerbread Man Folktale, Cranberry Christmas by Wendy and Harry Deflin, Hansel and Gretel, another folktale, Arthur's Christmas Carol, uh, The Christmas Miracle of Jonathan Toomey, by Susan W. I can't pronounce her last name, but that is such a beautiful book. Mm. Um, the One Wintry Night by Ruth Graham Bell. If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. <laughs> Christmas Cookie Sprinkle Snitcher. <laughs> can't Wait for Christmas by Mike Huckabee. The Crippled Lamb by Max Lucado. The Legend of St. Nicholas by um, Dandy Daly Mackell. The Legend of the Candy Cane by Lois um, Weidenberg. The Gift of the Christmas Cookie, Sharing the True Meaning of Christmas. And Humphrey's First Christmas. So there's okay. more, but those are some of our favorites in our house. So those are right. the ones in my unit study, and they're so cute. 
And I think sometimes you just, you happen upon a book and nobody knows about it. And it, it, it is so full of, you know, just, good in, you know it has an impactful story and my kids had this one that was called the christmas lizard i'm sure nobody's ever heard of it we probably found it somewhere but it told the story of christmas the real story of christmas about this lizard going up this christmas tree and talking to all these ornaments um that that really had very skewed views of what christmas was until it finally reached the angel on the top and um so, cute. so it, it's just cute and i i think we can discount something just because it hasn't had a lot of notoriety that's not going to have right. a lot of depth and um, something we can use but really there's just so much good information out there um that you can just pull from so i have a question and we've talked about books and music and uh, botany um animals have any of you built animals into uh, into any holiday unit studies? <laughs> yeah, when we did, uh, like, for example, Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree, um, it talks about the different animals, the little creatures who found the Christmas trees. So mm. we dives into those, especially because a lot of these animals are hibernating animals. Yeah. So we can really get into that type of thing, talking about mm. hibernation in the winter months. Not really Christmassy, but it's... Right. Uh, it's winter and the kids it makes it all brings it all together again mm-hmm. that reading comprehension we're making connections to the literature so yes animals and i love the birds at christmas time because they're very oh, different yes. birds here. granted i'm in the south so i am not in the coldest parts but we still have lots of birds just not uh-huh. the same we used to in the summer mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and we also, it's not animals, but just reminded me when you said that, we also looked at other holidays. You mentioned spe- it's right. not animals, but it's seasonal. Mm-hmm. We observed Hanukkah, and so we would light the menorah. Mm-hmm. We would make um, sufganiyot, which is basically jelly donuts. So mm-hmm. we would jelly donuts and things like that. So these are things that the kids remember. Um, right. It's not specifically Christmas or mm-hmm. but during that season. So Right, yeah. With animals, we did, um, for Christmas in Bethlehem, we did camels and and, um, what else did we do? Oh, and when we studied Christmas with Anne of Green Gables, we did dairy farming. So Uh I know that's so so unusual, but it was so fun and cows are so cute, you know. (laughs) I know, I used to own one. So, but yeah, we have tons of lizards. We could do a Christmas lizard book. <laughs> Just as long as your kids don't convince you you need one afterwards. <laughs> in my case. I, I was also thinking of Mexico because when you're ridiculous. Yes, cultural studies. Mm-hmm. are so fun. Kids love mm. them. And another thing they do in Mexico is posados. Las Posados, where each night they go on like a tiny parade and they go from house to house to house and they knock on the door and they say, is there any room here? And the person says, no, shuts the door, mm. yes, no, shuts the door. And then at the final house, they have a party. And then oh. at the very um, Christmas Eve, they end at the church and mm. they have the Christmas Eve church service. So that's really, when I heard about that, and then it's so easy on YouTube, like you don't have to sing, you don't have to sing Spanish songs, you know, you can just with them. And um, I say that because I'm a worship leader and sometimes I have to sing something in Spanish and then inevitably my worship team will say, 
What if Jenny Rose sings that? So that's another fun thing is like singing Christmas carols in another language, at least mm. something right. to it if you're studying another country. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we really had fun with Christmas around the world. We just had a couple mm. of families that I got bet. together. Each family picked a country that they wanted to, to learn a little yeah. bit about. And they, the kids learned a little bit about the traditions, the holiday traditions from the mm-hmm. area. They brought a, a food or a game or something to share from mm-hmm. that country. And I remember one little girl came with the, her, you know, Santa Lucia. She was, had the buns and the whole nine yards. And Swedish wow. and, um, <laughs> some people uh, showed us traditional games that might be played during mm-hmm. the holidays in that country. It was just a lot of fun, a lot of big learning experience for me. Right. So, there's yeah. one European country where on Christmas Eve, I can't remember what country it is, but they gather hands and they hold hands and like uh, move around the Christmas tree and sing carols. Oh, hmm. Now that would never work in my house because my house is, <laughs> but I mean, the Christmas tree would fall, but oh that's awesome michelle do you have anything to add have you guys done any cultural studies yeah we've done several um i'm sorry my my chair is squeaking up apparently oh no (laughs) um one of our favorite ones was we did the christmas around the world and we really did study Mm -hmm. to me it was really interesting because I didn't, as a child, learn about other cultures and what they did mm. for Christmas. Um, so as an adult, I was getting to learn all that with my children, yeah. which was just fascinating to me. Mm. I, I didn't really, you know, I've heard of, you know, Kwanzaa, I've heard of some of the other ones, but I didn't really mm. know what it was about. And there were right. several that I'd never even heard of. So we really did deep dives into that and learned about the music because the music is very different depending on which country yeah. you're in. The food is very different. Uh, some of my favorite mm. was the Mexican hot chocolate. That was oh. that was really good. Um, <laughs> but we learned how to make all those. I can't even pronounce it, but the little Russian cookies, mm-hmm. and uh, just learned so much about the different cultures. But to see how that they weave together and everybody's celebrating basically the same time, something it's all very similar. Uh, right. But how they celebrate it in different countries as compared to the mm. U.S. And even, honestly, in different parts of the U.S., uh, I know most of us are probably kind of centered around the East Coast, but uh, in other parts of the U.S., they they celebrate very differently from us. Mm. So that was just one of the most interesting things that I, as an adult, probably have more memories than the kids because it was so new to me. I thought, wow, how did I make it this long and not know (laughs) how they celebrated Christmas? I just guess they assumed they celebrated like we did. Right. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Well, another fun thing that you made me think of when you were talking about that was, um, now I might get this wrong, but in Italy, they have the Feast of the Fishes, mm-hmm. and mm. that's how they end their fast of Advent, and they have all these different fish dishes, and mm. I thought, okay, well, is this real, you know? I mean, it sounded great to me, but... <laughs> And then I had a student and she said, yeah, we're going to, and it, I can't remember the Italian name, but I was like, really? So it mm. is a real thing, but there's so many cool things like that. So I agree. And food, right. I think, so my son loved learning more if there was food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we, we started adding like food to history, to geography, of course, to Christmas unit studies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we probably won't do the food anymore for our history co-op. And he was like, mom, that is the most important part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm St. Lucia buns, um, mm-hmm. the Russian tea cakes, like you said, Dechelle, and mm-hmm. what are some other ones? There's like some really, there's um, chocolate, all kinds of chocolate well, stuff from Mexico. Mm-hmm. But what are some others? Because that, it made me think of food, Christmas. Oh, we make lefse, which is a Norwegian flatbread made with mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. It is extremely difficult, but it's something my family has a tradition around. And now, yes, my kids expect it. And yep. I had to make it now vegan and gluten-free. That's extra oh. challenge. I think a lot of ours are, um, it's not necessarily that they're Christmas foods, but they've become Christmas foods because we eat them. For example, Mm -hmm. I love you bringing up the foods because, you know, given my background, food's just a really big thing. And I like to bring in our culture. um, Mm. We have so many kids spread all out to be able to, remind them that your grandparents used to eat, you know, make this and grandma right. used to make such and such. And mm. you know, like we always eat pizzelles at our house at Christmas. We make mm. pizzelles. Yeah. Um, may not be a Christmas cookie, but to us, they're, my kids, they're a Christmas cookie. Yeah. Uh, you know, all Anything of those can be a Christmas cookie. Yeah. If you, if you make it at Christmas, <laughs> it now became a Christmas cookie. So yes. <laughs> the different foods and things that maybe they're special and you only go to the effort during mm. the season. Right. Um, to remember your family heritage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, any last um, things to share? I know we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon here. Um, anything still on your mind that you just have to say And as far as unit studies and the holidays? Well, I can say one more thing. I'm so sorry. Yes. So in Florida, it's warm most of the time. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some uh, you know, so making, if you study Christmas in Florida, you can um, decorate a palm tree. You can build um, a snowman sandcastle man. Mm. Um, you can make ornaments with shells. And they always have bow parades in Florida. And mm-hmm. they're really, you know, the lights on the water. It's really, really pretty. And then there are places that have fake snow. So we went to a nursing home once, my friend Laura and I and all of our kids, and they had um, filled the front yard with fake snow and we took our kids there. Wow. I mean, of course, we visited with the older people too, (laughs) but I think it was a way to get the families in of the Mm. nursing home patients, which was a very creative idea, I thought. So those are just some more ideas. And I'm done. That's great. Embrace where you're at too, not just where you want to be or what is the typical version of whatever holiday. Um, Just, yeah, there's so many opportunities around. And I just want to encourage us to all, as we've kind of mentioned before, build in some white space. We have so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. whiteness, but also take the time to just be a family, to just be quiet for a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. We want you to feel renewed and refreshed at the end of this time. We don't want you to feel like you now need a vacation from your break. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Time in to be renewed and refreshed and to really get to, um, to think about the reason for the season. 
Yes, absolutely. So Vicki, um, again, where can our viewers find you? Uh, I'm at everydayhomemaking.com. Awesome. And what can they find on your, your site? I have everything there. I have homemaking helps. I have my books there. I have a blog there. I also have Homeschool with Confidence, uh, which is a separate site, but it's connected to the same location. So a lot of homeschool helps, a lot of homemaking helps, some awesome. different videos and recipes. Great. Also, well, definitely check out Vicki's um, resources. And I will be sharing some links, too, that these ladies shared with me specifically for some of the unit study um, resources that they have on their website. So how about you, Dichelle? Um, what can people find on hidethechocolate.com? Um, yes, I have a couple of series and some free lesson plans in there that seem to be a really big hit because people mm. want, don't want to have to come up with things themselves. And I yes. totally get that. It's so nice to have something already done for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, hide the chocolate.com and also at com. I have a coupon for all your listeners right now. So oh, if nice. you want to use the term, hol- the code, excuse me, holiday, you can get 20% off anything, not just the Christmas ones. You can get the other ones too, but the Mm. Christmas ones especially. Super. So code holiday. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for offering that. We appreciate that. And Meredith, um, what can people find on your website, powerlineprod.com? Well, I have a blog and a blog kind of covers all things from health to homeschooling high school to Mm. preschoolers to just life. Um, and my store is on there. Um, I would say we have a lot of one credit high school classes that are very popular and units, mm. timelines, cookbooks, Bible studies. So we have a lot of things. Our whole, our heart is to help Christian families glorify God mm. and have fun while they homeschool. So, and, cool. and I'm not copying you to show, I promise, but I also <laughs> I have four key, I have four Christmas unit studies on my um, site also um, mm. that you can get. But I wanted to give you a coupon code that you can use for anything on my site. And it is um, BFCM50. So Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yep. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yep. Yep. But just the BFCM. And even though for most people, mm-hmm. it's not going to start yet, for you mm-hmm. guys, you can go on today and you can awesome. order whatever you want. So well, 50%. Thanks so much. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all for, for sharing just the work that you do. It, it's amazing. Um, and thank you for sharing your gifts with the homeschool community. Um, I just appreciate all of that. I mean, I was one of those moms and still am. I mean, I'm done homeschooling now, but I needed your resources because <laughs> I am not creative and I was just desperately dealing with my kids. And so any resources that that I had that were made available were just a blessing. So um, so you are, you're blessing many in the work that you do. And I just want to thank you for that. And, um, and thank you for being available today to just share your hearts and um, so many wonderful ideas that um, our viewers can take from here and, and just make this holiday s- season extra special just by 
again, rounding back to where we, we kind of started that purposeful, intentional, um, and it doesn't have to be over the top. Thank you, Vicki, for reminding of us that over and over again, because we do, we need to hear it because the world is not telling us that. It's telling us, see how much you can shove in there and make sure your kids are improving at the same time. <laughs> um, and and so we just want you to encourage you that if you take the time to do it and do it well, your kids will learn. Um, even if you put those books aside, Michelle, thank you so much for reminding us of that. Um, and, um, and just making those, those memories. Um, Meredith, you, you did such a good job of just helping us to, to see the big picture of, of where um, these holiday memories are going to take us and uh, the things that we can do with our kids. So, so I just appreciate you all. Um, I, I only knew Vicki ahead of this, Michelle and Meredith. It's been wonderful getting to know you um, this hour. And I just want to encourage you, our viewers, to just really dive into these ladies' resources that they shared. I will share some more um, um, direct links uh, for their websites um, in the YouTube description once we pop off the air and I update that. But um, but yeah, I appreciate you all. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, it was just a pleasure getting to know you all. Thank you for including us. Thank you for having yeah. us. It was awesome. Oh. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And so next week, we are continuing this unit study. Actually, we still got three weeks left. Um, next week, we're going to talk about Advent resources and how to use them specifically for unit studies. I think we're going to take a little bit slower road here and um, making it very in purposeful um, and um, just a part of your family worship traditions and building that into to some of your schooling this year. So I've got two guests um, next week to share with us about that. And so we definitely want you to to join us for that. But this was Empowering Homeschool Conversations, and it was provided by SPED Homeschool. Um, and me, if you can go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. To help us fund our nonprofit outreach to families, home educating diverse learners, click on the donate button to give us a one-time donation or to become a monthly supporter. And like I said, next week's Empowering Homeschool Conversations will be talking about using Advent resources to create holiday unit studies. So take care, care everyone. God bless. And I will see you back here next week. And thanks again for all you sharing. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. Two weeks old in an iron lung, which is, you know, like a sealed oxygen unit. Um, fighting for my life I couldn't I couldn't breathe properly I, and apparently I didn't make a sound um, from the day I was born because my lungs were all messed up that's Martin Smith of Delirious sharing a personal testimony on The Walk a podcast for worshipers join us weekly to hear songwriters worship leaders filmmakers and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform